0: So you have to verify you know me.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Breakdream Podcast. I'm Jeff.
0: Hey, Laura.
1: And we're going to ask, I say we, I'm going to ask Laura some very important questions. Things I've been meaning to talk with her about. Because of holiday travel and holidays and the general exhaustedness of exhaustedness is that a word
0: you mm, could be your word
1: yeah of uh, 2018 we haven't done this yet
0: I'm scared and excited let's do it
1: so uh, question number one um, as you know uh, Amazon is going to have a second headquarter oh yeah they're calling it hq2
0: mm-hmm.
1: they r- released a I guess it list the finalist or at least like who made the cut so far. I don't know if it's finalist.
0: They have like the top, like the short list, I guess.
1: Yeah. But it's like 25. I don't know. It's, it's rather long for a short list.
0: How many people applied? Do you know?
1: I, I don't know. So when, when they announced like we're T Q, everyone thought they had a reasonable entry into the contest. Like, you know, I, I'm sure that some St. Louis well, – actually, St. Louis may be one of the finalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone could say, like, okay, we have these universities for, for the job market. We have this airport. We have this land, this space. Um, we uh, will not charge you taxes for your first 2,000 years in our city. <laughs> so they I'm were doing everything to try to get – we actually we actually didn't. Um, we said we're not going to give away the farm to have them here. Mm. We probably also – Felt that we weren't that competitive, so why bother? So, um, we're not going over the whole list, but there are two places in Texas. One's in Austin, one's in
0: Dallas. Fun fact. Do you know of a game, before you ask me this question, do you know of a game called HQ? I do not. So, side note, if you've not seen this wild and zany game, it's kind of what they're trying to do for the future of, I guess, mobile devices. They have like a quiz show. that happens at your time, 2 p.m., and 9 p.m. our central time, and they're live. And it's, um, there's a series of 12 questions, three rapid fire trivia questions, and in between, uh, a host, which is usually a comedian, kind of buffers and like vamps it up in between them loading the, the thing on a high definition. It's fascinating. I just heard about it on the Spark CBC podcast. I'll put in the link. Keep going. All
1: right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we're, we're not going down the whole list because honestly, I'm not familiar with all these cities. But yeah. if you were, if you if you were Amazon and you had to pick between uh, the two Texas cities which you were familiar with, Austin or Dallas, what 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 do you think their pick is going to be there?
0: Uh, if I was Amazon, I would probably pick logistically and transport transportation and logistically is what I'm thinking I picked Dallas because we are a larger airport. We're actually building bigger infrastructure here. Um, I know the popularity is for Austin, but there's it's just too congested to get around to do things.
1: I would absolutely pick Dallas. I know Austin's the popular pick and everyone I don't know how many times people told me, like, Oh, I've never been to Texas, but I would like to live in Austin.
0: They don't know like, that.
1: It's, you don't know that? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's changed. It you know what, Austin is lovely, but being there recently a couple of weeks ago, it's Quite congested, and I think we have similar things in both of our cities in Texas that kind of rival and compare to Austin these days. So, so,
1: so, so Austin, I, I guess they there could be an advantage because Jeff Bezos purchased Whole Foods for mm-hmm. a bajillion dollars, and Whole Foods headquarters is in Austin. I don't know if that really matters or not, but like the size of the space that they need. Like I don't know where that would be in Austin. I mean, I Mm -hmm. guess out in the burbs somewhere, like which would be pretty far away from It would probably
0: be Georgetown or further like it probably wouldn't be Austin proper. Yeah. It'd be the region.
1: But yeah, the the airport, the infrastructure, the amount of other corporations in Dallas. Um there's there's still job your workforce is still high because if you are graduating from UT or A and M, you're still gonna be interested in going to work Amazon and you know, three hours up the road.
0: Well, the new hire from um, Stanford uh, University, the from learning sciences area, who's going to work in their L&D team, she picked uh, Dallas-Fort Worth because we have, I don't know, over, I don't know, I think about 12 four-year institutions, plus who knows how many community college and two-year vocational technical schools. So they'd be silly not to pick. I don't know, if, if you had to compare those two, I think Dallas is smarter. We just have a lot more direct flights even shipping flights to places and trains so
1: it's very centrally located too yeah okay next question
0: i'm glad we decided that okay there you go bezos you're welcome
1: i think the uh i think the color of icing makes or breaks if i want to eat a cupcake or not
0: oh okay
1: so what is the worst frosting color for cupcake icing color for cupcakes
0: well, I don't know if I've been as passionate as you are on the topic, but if I was to say looking at a color that's like dark or like a weird color that's not a traditional cakeish color, like let's say black or purple or orange, that might be top.
1: So I picked uh, green. Mm. Yeah. Unless it's springtime, then I'm making an exception. But when I walk by my, the, the little work area that has the centralized uh, – this is, I guess, the downfall of working from home, right? That where people bring in, like, the cupcakes or donuts or whatever. If there's green icing, let's uh, keep walking.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a hashtag go mean green, so I can't. We have those. So I, I, knew, so I you thought,
1: probably have them all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I
0: was going to say, that we don't do, like, a, was it a dark green, though?
1: No, it was, like, um, like someone mowed the grass and put it on the cupcake.
0: Oh, that's different. No, so we would do, like, a mint. Or something like pastelli green. Uh or they they usually just do some other colour and stick some sort of chocolate emblem in it that's got our logo on it on chocolate. So yeah, no, I know I get it. We don't do always green, but I can't I can't say that. So green is my favorite color. So you're on your own, buddy.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when was the last time you went to install software and you had to think. You're you're a Mac user, right?
0: I am, primarily, yes.
1: And you had to think. Will the software run on my Mac, or is it PC only?
0: It's been a while, but I think when I was doing um, different... Uh, when I first started doing different research with different programs, I was worried there wasn't a Mac version always. And so one of them was, um, I was worried about SAS. Um, I was worried about... the R is fine, but there was another package I was looking at... Um, just that wasn't, wasn't the same as I learned it on a PC, which was primarily our school. So I think maybe SPSS back in the day. Um, yeah, there hasn't been one recently. Why? Has there been one for you?
1: So I, I can't remember the last time i thought about it. And for the, for the, for the uh, young ones out there, there used to be a time if you went to buy software in the box, because you always got like the gigantic oh, box yeah. with, the, with the disc in it, you had to make sure you're getting the right uh, the right one. You also had to look and see, like, is my computer fast enough to to run this? You had to, like, go through the checklist to, to do that, which you don't really do that at all anymore. Microsoft has a business intelligence software mm-hmm. called Power BI, mm-hmm. which is fairly cheap considering how kind of snazzy it can, can be if you're into business intelligence software. And it's a great way to vi- visually look at data, right? So if I want mm-hmm. to check like, enrollment data or you know grade data, it's kind of a cool way to do that. And you can like click around through the different. Um... Anyway, it it was a, it was a nice software. Our institution research office has started to use it, so I was going right. to get a license for it, and I went to download it, and I could not. It took me a while to figure out why, like, how come I can't open this to install it. After oh, I downloaded.
0: I was gonna say Microsoft's usually compatible these days,
1: though. It almost always is. Yeah.
0: So you went to download it onto your Mac, and it doesn't download.
1: Well, I can't. Oh, it, it downloads, but I can't open it. Oh. I kept saying, "Choose a program to open with." And I'm like, "How come this won't open?" And so it just, like it won't extract the files. And I, eventually, I went back and looked and saw that it was a, it was a just a, a, a Microsoft PC product. Mm. But usually it, it, there's
0: conversion for that. That's weird.
1: I mean, and I could do parallels and all that stuff, but I don't want to do that. Yes, yeah, I, see I that. used
0: to do I haven't done parallels. You asked me this. I was thinking about back in 2006 is when I last had it at University of Toronto. So, like, that's what you asked me. I was like, how long ago was it? Over a decade. I had to worry about conversion.
1: Yeah. I don't want to do parallels for one program.
0: Yeah, I don't. It's okay. I don't have – I I have it somewhere. I haven't used it in no a long time. So. Okay.
1: Yeah, so it was, it was just weird that this new product isn't – isn't compatible for both. This is my last question. Hate it. How much do you hate the commercial? This is not a, what's a computer? From a scale of one, I really hate it, to 10, I want to throw my TV out the back door, hate it.
0: Different about it. I know there's like a bit of a rage that was going on. I, I read some articles about like, of course, is this, this person is there
1: rage? See, I thought I was alone in this.
0: No, there is rage. I read, an, I read an article about like how how can they say that she doesn't know what a computer is? It's an iPad commercial. She's laying in the grass on her iPad with a keyboard. It's pretty smooth looking. Which, if Wait, it is, is this, the this is the this iPad article recent? Uh, yeah, it's probably within the last week or so. Yeah. the commercial's been around for like s- several months. Yeah, I know. I maybe it's not. I just read it in the last week or so, and uh, yeah, no, I know. I am not really enraged by it, nor am I surprised. I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting for people to be chipped, and they go, "What's what's an iPad? What's a device? That's my that's what I want to be ultimate."
1: Like the commercials, fine, up until the very end.
0: Okay, so the the end of the commercial, she's about uh, 11 year old girl on her iPad, probably 10.5. Pro with on, with that, that has a keyboard, she's doing all these cool things she's laying in the grass and someone said what kind of, what kind of laptop is what that? What you doing on your computer What you do, Was it a computer? Not even laptop
1: Well she said what you do on your computer I think because uh, she has the yeah
0: See that was incorrect anyways because uh, that's also confusing to kids They do go by names though Most kids do brands like You would do it too, instead of saying tissue you'd say Kleenex so they wouldn't say like tablet, they would say iPad. Yeah. They, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, and then she goes, What's a computer? And so this so why why is this your rage?
1: One, <laughs> because it's stupid. And I gotta say, an iPad is still a computer. It still has a processor, it still has hardware like a computer. It's fundamentally different, but it's also fundamentally still a computer. It's still computing.
0: Computational power, yeah.
1: It was, it was as if we we went back in time, and someone who has like the basement of this building with all these servers in it, well, it probably has less computing power in that basement than in our in our phones now, and they saw <laughs> our laptop, and they said, "Oh, wait, you're in the computer," and we said, "What's a computer?" Because our laptop looks so different than what a computer used to be. It was just too soon, like like. The reason yeah. You know, for listeners just, who
0: can't see Jeff's enraged face, um, he's holding his breath, he's getting quite red. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It's a bit
1: much. I'm working the punching bag.
0: <laughs> he's chomping on the, his bit. Uh, yeah.
1: I think it's just like the just the like pretentiousness of the what's a computer. And she doesn't even make eye contact with the neighbor. She goes back to typing.
0: Uh, I have uh, a, coll- I've never
1: I, cared about that in the past. I'm just, I'm just piling on now.
0: Yeah, I know. I have colleagues that do that on a regular basis. Forget students and youth of tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. You're, it probably irks you because it brings up other emotions that maybe down the road you'll have to deal with when you start having to ask how much screen time is good screen time. None. Oh, I, uh, heard a good podcast episode that, yeah, I I agree with you on that, but, um, that you'd be a fan of or listen to the note to self podcast and friend of the pod old school pod was on it with her Anya coming Oh yeah. Yeah. So she, she has a new book out, um, and it's around the topic of. Uh, what's the right, how to find the right amount of screen time. And she kind of equates screen time to the new sugar. So great podcast. Uh, Her book is called The Art of Screen Time. I actually ordered it at the library to read at some point. Um, And so I I, uh, gave a little tweet out about it, but uh, it talks about a couple things. Do you know that um, in that podcast I learned, they have not studied media and children since 1980. It was 82 or 84 when they looked at TV and uh, impacting children.
1: Oh, so I thought about this recently, probably that 1984 research had as many alarm bells as the current like, uh, uh, screen time research. Yeah. Cause that was my childhood at that point.
0: Yeah. People were concerned about TV <laughs> you know that was that was the thing and so there was so a couple of the places that they referred to that have recently done these studies have been like the commonsense.org group that did a media use by kids age 0 to 8 um just recently and they gave some advice and it's not about a certain time but it's about how screenings are used with families so like menouche talked about saying i'm going on my phone to look at what's on my calendar for today Instead, Or like being honest about how they were using their devices with their children. So they saw like, oh, I'm just queuing up a podcast now. And I think I actually do that with Jack because he just looks at me really frustrated before we're walking. I was like, let's just put it the podcast and we're ready to go. Um, but it's kind of like saying, oh, let's look something up together and how we're using the devices. Instead of saying, don't use the device or only use it for this. Or, um, But it's also like educating them. How it could be helpful and instructive, and how it's also important to break from it as well, which you and I have talked about before.
1: Yeah, my, we we limit screen time quite a bit. We try to just do it the weekends. We also try to do it for games that are meaningful and books because they can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get books from library that they can look on their on their tablet. I don't like if they want to watch a TV show. I'd rather them watch uh like pbs kids together like in the living room or in the playroom or whatever room we're in versus them watching it separately on their different tablets
0: yeah like it's to be Um, social right like that's kind of yeah that's what she said is you want to make the screen time a a community or family time and use it for something together and do something together yeah that's good high five gold star are those all are those all the questions you have?
1: Those are my questions. I can go on about the twenty eighteen and be uh you know, know where we stand on these things.
0: <laughs> well, we can move on, um and we can cover some other topics in the later time. Uh are you listening to anything fun these days, Pod, or reading or um experience in a book or whatnot? I
1: have not listened to any new podcasts recently. I it's it's interesting. I've really slowed down my audio books. I think I was like so backlogged and I I went through about 50 of them last year. There's just not a lot of books. There's not as many books I'm interested in reading or, or listening to. to. Yes. (laughs) Experiencing, (laughs) Experiencing, uh, this year. So I've done this. Uh, the Texas monthly is interestingly enough. Uh putting some of their articles like super long form articles they're collaborating with the audiobook person, and I don't know if it's something you get with your subscription I'm not clear on okay. that, but they have some great long form writing um that that may be audible to listen to sometime soon
0: interesting um so like you oh
1: wait, I take that back the text monthly text <laughs> Monthly has a new podcast. <laughs>
0: Is it it's official? Called
1: National, it's called the National Podcast of Texas.
0: That's hilarious. I've always thought of this state as a country, so I will have to yeah. check it out.
1: And it's basically they have uh, writers of things that are in that episode. Or they follow up with people from a you know previous article they've written about on there. So it just started this in 2018. So I think they've done four or five episodes.
0: That's awesome. Um I, uh, like you, I started listening to books because I was like, that's not a bad idea. But I noticed there's not a whole lot of books that I can either access right away. Uh, We both use OverDrive at our local public libraries. Love the library. And um, we talked about it on a previous podcast and I'll put it in the notes. But uh, something I found that there's less of them on OverDrive than I thought or hoped to because I can get through them if I'm running or walking. Um, And I usually do that once a day or take a break somewhere and I have a and played in the kitchen while I'm doing something and I noticed there's not a lot of them. So I yeah. accidentally ordered and I thought I put it on Overdrive a book on CD. Yet I had nothing to put I had nothing to play that said CD on other than put it in my car. And I couldn't take Jack for like um, an hour ride around because that's just ridiculous. So I purchased a portable CD player in 2018. <laughs> the one that was invented in 1984. Um, that it costs like twelve dollars or sixteen okay. plus the little plug-in device, so I don't have to use batteries. Um, so yeah, I literally got it today. So throwback Thursday to uh, that uh, device that's now back here, and I plug it into like I have a set of speakers in my office, so I was like, mm, I'll just plug it in there and play it. And so now, when I stop though, I have to be like, what number am I on on this disc, and I have to write it somewhere to go back and play it. So it's kind of hilarious, but funny. yeah, I knew you'd appreciate it. Oh, the book I'm listening to that I got, um, is how to be everything. Uh, friend of the pod, Katie Linder recommended it to me. We're just chit chatting. It's, uh, for people who don't want to be know what they want to be when they grow up or don't want to choose. That's me. And they, and she talks about, um, being a multi potential light. So like you have multiple interests, you like to learn different things. You like having different projects, and uh, you have big ideas. And you're doing a bunch of things at once. And I was like, oh, that's me. Because someone asked me um, last week, like, what's my actual job? And I was like, oh, I have a job. And they do a bunch of other things because it's fun. So I'm was i I'm affirmed. So Katie and I are going to start some sort of multi – well, we are – there is a multi-potential like, club out there. And we're just going to join in that club. So yay, we're uh, normal.
1: Yeah. I, I, we, we tried to do an intervention with Katie uh, <laughs> one time. But, but since then – I, it completely backfired because she's started like 17 different podcasts. Totally. And probably have written four more books. Totally. So she I don't know how she does it, but she's, she's, she's a pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, we we heart Katie. Uh, we'll put a link to her stuff as well if you want to check it out. She's got a few different podcasts that might be interesting to you. If you write, if you're in academia, or you want to do things better, be productive. Um, yeah, so I'm listening to How to Be Everything, Disc 1, and I'm affirmed that... I'm okay and I can do it all. So yeah.
1: Cool.
0: Awesome. Well, I guess we'll try again. We have some other things to talk about down the road, but uh, until we meet again, my friend.